I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Andy didn't use my eggs, but that's just because I'm chicken. <laughs> Unlike Don Gunvalson's Twitter account, I'm always real. <laughs> You guys, okay, a couple things to say. First off, this is the second time we've recorded this um, special episode of Annie Scrolls. Taylor Henry strikes again. (laughs) Taylor Henry does strike again because the first time we were fully invested in a very long conversation about um, Lenithia Leaks and realized that the recorder was broken. So, guys, oh my God, I'm so excited to be joined um, for the fourth time today, possibly. None other than Ryan Houlihan, writer, comedian, bon vivant, love of my life. Ryan, is it so nice to be possibly saying similar stuff to what we just said? <laughs> no, it's honestly a gift. Reliving this, like Groundhog Day, is would be my dream. You so that's actually that. fine. We just we had so many long four moments that, um, guys, it's because of you that this is happening. Somehow I'm going to blame the listeners for the technical difficulties. JK, you guys, so here's the deal. This is a themed episode because a couple days ago, I asked for you guys to send me satchels of gold for this week's episode, and I got overwhelmed with crazy quality, both quality and quantity. And I'm a quantity over quality girl, but y'all gave me (laughs) more is more in my opinion. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, But I got so many great questions that I then threw a poll to the listeners on Magram, where I spend most of my time and said, do you guys want um, a listener produced episode? Shockingly, you guys did. (laughs) (laughs) So I put to, I put through together 
the most research that I've so ever done. Together, my, you have a Bible here. I have you have literally a show Bible. I have a Google Doc Bible. It is four pages long. It is color coded with questions. Actually, you guys saved me because now I can just refer back to the discussion points that we had before. So thank you so much. Um, <laughs> the name of the special, That's My Opinion, sponsored by Tay Tay and Stephanie, which is <laughs> magical. I asked you guys to name your episode. That's what you came up with. And I love it. This is a super Sized satchels of gold extravaganza. There's so much of us uh, of stuff for us to get through again. Um, uh, Andy's baby shower, the New York trailer, shit is going down on Jersey. And I just want to say that before recording, you just left out that Candy is trapped in a house oh. with Kato, Kalen, and Dina Lohan. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's the free Candy T-shirt? <laughs> She's tunneling out. <laughs> In that underground railroad in that Porsche. Julie Chen Moonves is catching her at the exit. (laughs) Julie Chen continuing to use the last name Moonves as a fuck you to survivors of sexual assault. She says it like this every time. Hi, I'm Julie Chen Moonves. Like you couldn't. You wouldn't forget. Like, Moonbez sounds like a fuck you coming out of her mouth. <laughs> I think it is. Um, shout out to the Chen bot. Okay, guys. So there's so much. First off, I asked you guys to tell me where you listen from because I wasn't able to track all of your first names. <laughs> that would too much work. Um, so, guys. There's a lot of Jordans. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of Jordans. Um, Some Katie's. <laughs> I-E, Y, <laughs> Silent Q, things are happening. So guys, I asked you to tell me where you're listening from, and it blew my mind. So here are the locations that I received back. And I didn't include duplicates because life is too hard. Chicago, Nova Scotia, Canada, Rochester, New York, Wales. P.S. Is Wales where Prince, the Prince people they're were? The Prince and Princess of Wales. Aren't they from Wales? No, they're just the prince and princess of Wales. But like Wales is that Wales, right? Yes, oh, there's it's a that blonde Wales. hair on your mic. Oh my god, I'm shedding. It's not the Wales as in like blue or sperm. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> Although I know. if Wales were right again, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, Lake Charles, Louisiana, San Jose, Washington, DC, Essex, as in the only way is Essex, aka Towie, which is a very sassy answer. Brighton, England, Kelowna, British Columbia, Dubai. New York City, Minneapolis, Australia, North Carolina. I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation, and I did the first time we said this. Eden. Edinburgh. (laughs) Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Scotland. Reading is hard. What did you call it? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but class. Class with accountant. Countess. Baltimore, Northbridge, Massachusetts, Minnesota, San Diego, Mexico, Austin, Queens, Memphis, Manchester, England, a lot of England in here, Arizona, Maine, Ontario, Canada, Pittsburgh, Virginia, Kansas City, Melbourne, Australia, Rhode Island, shout out to Rhode Island, Rhode Island native, what's up? And my personal favorite, this is exactly what was sent to me, Miami, the land of failed Bravo shows like Miami Social, Real Housewives of Miami, and Million Dollar Listing Miami. Oh my God, from Dubai to listen everywhere Dorit's been <laughs> everywhere Dorit, everywhere the light touches Dorit this except the elephant bite, graveyard this soundbite is going to be used in the next interview when someone asks Dorit where she's from <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Nova Wales Scotia, Edinburgh Louisiana um, by the way if you are the Dubai listener and you have ever seen a Lohan any Lohan or a redheaded person who could have been a Lohan oh DM me immediately are you still watching 
Lindsay's show? Am I still watching previously on I'm Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> yes, I am. What's the name? It's Lohan's Beach it's House, It's called right? Lohan Beach Club. She doesn't seem to know that. <laughs> she <laughs> she keeps calling it I am Lindsay Lohan. Oh, no. Is she still... T- I only watched the first episode and I had enough. Is she still talking about protecting her brand? Um, she spent one episode running around with a champagne gun spraying guests who were horrified screaming, I feel like Putin. So I don't know if the brand is Wait, very protected. Wait, she didn't actually say that. Oh, yes, she did. She said, I feel like Putin? Said, I feel like Putin <laughs> spraying people with a champagne gun, God. which which then got empty. Milo. So she refilled it and sprayed one of the VIP ambassadors, which is like a cast member, in the eye. And she couldn't find anything to wipe it off with. So she had to wipe it off on some woman's skirt while like kneeling in the sand. It was, <laughs> listen... It's not a good show. <laughs> but it's a show. But it's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing in this world that can get me to watch another episode. I really can't do it. It's really dark. A girl punched another girl in the face the other night, and it was because she like kissed someone on the cheek. And as the audience, I think we ended up siding with the girl who threw the punch. So it's a very confusing television The girl program. that threw the punch w- were, and the girl that received the punch mm-hmm. with a plum, were they both cast members or was it just yes, random people? both cast members. <gasps> but the one, the girl who got punched is very annoying. <laughs> oh, my. Listen, violence is never the answer. <laughs> Except. Except sometimes it is. <laughs> when you're in international in waters. <laughs> oh my god anyway so guys shout out to you so i have so many questions from you guys um which will hopefully steer the conversation um and i loved hearing from you there's just a lot of points counterpoints points against points against points um so first off there's so much that happened this week the baby shower p.s andy it Andy feels is, like the weeks are getting faster and faster no, and more action packed. I feel like I was talking about this with somebody yesterday when I was like, yeah, we're calling the pod, talking about the baby shower. And it's like, wait, the baby shower feels like it was six years ago and like, it was last weekend. It's wild. It is crazy pants. <laughs> it's like completely bananas. So, P.S., while we're recording this, Andy may or may not be next to someone going into labor because yeah. uh, by the way my track record on this podcast absolutely <laughs> is forcing that baby to come into this earth when dennis dies a new king is born um simba <laughs> they're gonna be playing like the lion king soundtrack and google me by kim zolci i was just gonna say i was just gonna say <laughs> click them keys and google me <laughs> so that's happening Probably today-ish, because she's already, he said on his sh- radio show when he was recording at the baby shower that she was due in a week. And it was also mentioned that the baby is due the same day as Melania's birthday, which was yesterday, the day before. So literally the baby could be born today. Like, I don't know how babies are born. I assume like the, st- the stork drops you off and like may or may not There's remember two ways. There's a beautiful, natural... A woman's body decides it's time for her to go through this process and Never. and 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 enter the earth. And then there's what Bethany Frankel did, which is just like <laughs> you schedule it in between one and two, you get it done, and then you get to that reunion. Wait, do you remember? I remember on her spinoff when she was there with like one of her two friends, and she was at that woman's like baby store or whatever you can buy a baby. And her this was like the funniest moment. The friend was like, Bethany, tell this woman how you thought your what your birth plan was and she said and one day the baby will be on the outside <laughs> which i actually thought was such a good line yeah. oh my god shout out to bethany frankel i miss you from like six years ago i miss so bad the way we were i met the way we were um so guys i there's so much for us to get into starting with the baby shower first off 
completely crazy pants to me that um, Radio Andy was there to record the baby shower, I guess, because Andy thought of it. But Bravo itself did not sponsor this event. That is crazy. It's Housewives Palooza. Like, it's crazy to me. It's weird that they wouldn't just tape it. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, people have been begging for a Housewife super crossover, like put them all on an island or something. Why wouldn't you just like throw some cameras and put it on TV for half an hour and make a billion dollars? Like, it just seems weird that you wouldn't do that. Um, I get that it's like a personal gift from Kyle, but like as if Kyle would throw a camera out. Like, it would have, I don't know. I think you're totally right. And I also think they try to promote the like Real Housewife Awards or whatever, where they surprise people by like having them burst through doors and it's kind of chaotic and frenetic and I, mean, I don't it's like I don't those, actually like to watch it yeah it's this like those is, doorbells that you're like this is a lot happening right. you get like two seconds of Katie Maloney tripping on her way up and then, then like they quickly cut and Dorit's doing a rail off of like <laughs> Teresa Judice Schwartz and, is in a corner crying to himself <laughs> I just think this was like well that's just Tuesday right <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like the actual version of that. Like this yeah. is all of these women coming together. Um but I like some it- kind of last supper. <laughs> No, but I mean, uh, Candy said on Celebrity Big Brother that they're not, they don't pay for their flights on trips, which was shocking to me. I really thought they were given, I mean, they definitely are given a budget for some kind of accommodation, but that they're not pay, they're they're not paying for their airfare was like, I was like, oh, we must be really cutting corners budget wise more than I had imagined. Wait, so I thought what was told to me was that the women get a set amount of money for the trip and how they choose to use it is up to them aka why leanne didn't fly first class and maybe it's different with different production companies which could be the case because i can't see but like a a a ticket to japan is like fucking expensive yeah and i think they were all flying first or business or whatever they had those like fun little pods for rich people by the way i'm so happy that we were in japan like you were watching those women be confronted by like japanese culture was (laughs) candy amazing your boo candy trying to she was find herself literally fries. starving to death <laughs> that's a map to she like was McDonald's. like deep fry anything <laughs> and i agree i totally agree totally agree so baby shower mm-hmm. a lot of people were calling it the bravo super bowl i totally disagree i think it was the bravo legends ball and there were actual legends and there were youngins and the youngins were the folks from dallas i would put eva from atlanta in that bucket half of oc mm-hmm. gina and emily young hollywood turned it out for right. fashion's <laughs> night out <laughs> but i think that's totally i think that's accurate i i don't think of it less as like i think of it less as like a competition although they were definitely competing with each other for how they were going to represent their participation in this on social media. Oh, absolutely. AKA the Lisa Rinna experience. I mean, she was (laughs) everywhere at all times. I have to say, I am all in for Rinna on this season of Beverly Hills. I am all in. It seems like she woke up, (laughs) recharged, repowered. She's like Dracula. She's like back and then like she's back in business, baby. She's I gonna totally terrorize agree. Everyone. She is. I really feel like she's going to be the MVP. And yep. I think she's so excited because she knows it's the downfall of Lisa Vanderpump. There's only but one that- Lisa now. <laughs> no longer is she Lisa. She's literally feasting upon the blood of a fallen Lisa, um, a fallen Vanderpump, Vanderbilt, whatever you want to call her. The way um, that Lisa once feasted on the corpse of the the corpse of the Maloof hoof, Lisa yes. Rinna will be feasting on the Vanderpump. It is a full circle murder <laughs> on the season. Ah, Savannah. 
<laughs> Google me. Okay, guys. So um, the first of many questions from you guys that we are going to attempt to answer. Let's do this. Question number one. Theory on why certain housewives didn't attend. So let's give a little background. As you said, Candy was a no-show because she's on Celebrity Big Brother. Mm-hmm. She's trapped in a house with Kato Kalen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Diana Lohan, that's mm-hmm. her co-star scholar. Um, okay, other no-shows. Um, Bethany Frankel, Lisa Vanderpump. I put Kim Zolciak in the bucket. I know that doesn't actually make sense, but to me, with her spinoff, she seems more like a housewife She's than an she OG does. She's an OG with a spinoff, yes. So I just want to say, caution, I put Kim Z in there. She doesn't deserve it. I don't even... I wonder if Kim Zolciak was invited. Probably not um melissa gorga i put jill in that bucket because i miss her yeah that's just that's just for us she doesn't count um kelly dodd portia and tinsley so bethany said she was at she was contracted for um a speech um lisa vanderpump said she had to go to vegas (laughs) okay melissa was somewhere jill doesn't matter kelly dodd was in aspen portia's too pregnant to fly and tinsley I think said she was like in Palm Beach or something. No, Tinsley and Melissa Gorga were trapped in a CB2 <laughs> trying to find something, the most tasteless thing they could find to adorn their home. Oh my God. And they lost track of time. They totally did. So I, They're yeah. still in Soho to this day <laughs> looking for an ottoman. They're trapped in a covered in pillbox at Jonathan Adler. <laughs> um, so couple things. Um, I think... That all of the housewives who are current full-time housewives were invited. Yes. Right? Has to be. With the... I couldn't see Kyle leaving someone out. Like, that's just not Kyle's personality. Right. And Kyle... The OGs planned this. So it was Kyle, Nene... Essentially, anybody who was on the OG special when Andy announced that he was expecting. So it was... The original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, OG of the OC, Vicky, Tree, Nini, Ramona, Charmander, and... Squirtle. <laughs> yeah. No, they were all there. And, and then I think that Kyle. she went around to the current cast members. Right. And said, like, as like as you do, please come. And she knew that, like, specific people like Portia was not going to make it. Right. She can't fly. But, you know, it's a courtesy ask. Totally. And I think all of them needed to show up to kiss the ring. It's it, b- probably the biggest moment in Andy's personal life ever. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and I wouldn't even, I'm not even throwing out jokes about any whatever. Like, I think this is a life-changing experience for anybody. Yeah. And, um, and he's also going into it as a single parent. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. A single parent right. is a single parent. That's yeah. always tough. Totally. And I think she thought, like, everyone will at least make a big grand display of trying to come or Mm -hmm. reaching out and stuff. And I think Lisa not coming, to me, is probably, of the people on that list, the most... What are What are you doing? What are you doing? You have a hit show, like a hot show on the network, even if you're not on Beverly Hills anymore and you don't want to be associated with that anymore. Like, I mean... We, we said this earlier, and I'm going to repeat it because I do really believe this. I look at Andy the way I look at RuPaul on Drag Race, which is you can have arguments that they're problematic or you don't like this or that about them. Or, you know, a lot of people will say, like, um, you know, the queens owe them everything. The housewives owe them everything. And and that is 100% true. Andy owes the housewives a lot. And the housewives owe Andy a lot. And RuPaul owns those queens a lot. And those queens owe RuPaul a lot. And at the end of the day, whatever it is, you both have careers and 
personal experiences and your whole lives have been changed because of each other in this way that you'll be bonded forever and it's important and it's cool and it is like a it's a cultural touchstone but it's probably also a personal touchstone and you guys have been through a lot and to not show up for that and just have a moment like it it, it it's sort of like when when Bobby passed away like they all went because right. it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like this is a huge thing and you show up and for Lisa to be like, I had to go watch Schwartz cry about being hung over in front of a chandelier in Vegas. Like, sorry, that is not an excuse. Lisa, there is, there's just no excuse. You had a business meeting. It's your business. Right. Reschedule the meeting. I rescheduled meetings and I'm like an employee at a business. Like you would have been fine. It just seems very weird to me. I, I really didn't care for it. And you know, I, I get being contracted, contractually obligated of a speech I think she probably could have canceled but like I get it uh, I can't fly because of I'm pregnant like that's the that, most valid right, excuse of exactly them all right. I think Lisa's is the one that like her motivations are clear we've all read that she's probably leaving Beverly Hills she doesn't like filming with them anymore she feels betrayed blah 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 um and she didn't want to show up because she didn't want to face the music or have to like have be in an awkward situation and I think that's really disrespectful to Andy and like what you guys made together I, I don't like it I totally agree I also think just as you said, it's, you know, it's her company. It's her business. Um, just show up for 10 minutes. You know how many birthday parties I have gone to for 10 minutes? Took a photo, had a drink, Irish exited, did the full Houlihan. I was like, I can feel my father's energy. I'm gone. For the very first time, I listened to Radio Andy because I wanted to listen to what ended up being a (laughs) two-hour baby (laughs) special. Like, that was crazy. So Andy sort of kicked it off, and then he passed the mic to several housewives who hosted. P.S. Nini can host anything like yes. Nini can host a brown paper bag because she was so good so smart she was so shady with everyone she was asking women who you know deserves to be fired who do you want to come back <laughs> she said some shit Amazing. to John Mayer that was phenomenal she was like if there I, was did, a she, did she bring up Shana <laughs> um so that was a magical moment but by by the way like reports on gaza on bbc world news don't go on for two hours but this did i love that this was important this was actual (laughs) world news thank you so much so lisa actually called andy while he was recording um the baby shower special and she said you know you know i love you i was the first person to give you a gift i got you a cashmere blanket or whatever the fuck it was and it was so reminiscent to me of that moment season towards the end of season three of New York when Jill finds out that Bethany's engaged and she immediately thinks of how is this going to play for me on camera because everyone thought I was the devil and the enemy and overproducing and now this person who I was trying to target is now like coming out the hero. So she went up to Bethany outside of the whatever fucking hundred hot bachelor event, with like not a single bachelor, <laughs> but Kelly Ben Simone um, and said to Bethany, you know, I'm so happy for you. Um, I'm so late in giving you this, you know, mazel because I was getting Bobby blame Bobby, blah, blah, blah. And it felt like that same kind of false public congratulations mm-hmm. And her calling in because she couldn't attend because she was flying to Vegas. Meanwhile, Kyle says, I called her. I emailed her. I texted her. My assistant got in touch with her. She had noticed. And she had noticed and never responded to anything. Which, like, if you don't want it, that makes me feel like it wasn't for business reasons. If it was for business reasons and you don't 
and you genuinely believe it, at least giving her the benefit of the doubt in that small amount, then you say I had to go. But you we all know it was bullshit. So like, what is the point of this? It just felt so phony and staged to me. And it was kind of a downer. I mean, it was it was kind of a sad moment because I think with Bethany and Lisa specifically, these are both two women who you know, likely would have been very successful or at least successful plus without the housewives. You know, Lisa had a thriving business before this. Um, and Bethany was kind of heading that way. Bethany was like a go-getter, but the reason that they became the celebrities that they are and famous and were able to capitalize on their roles in housewives is because of their existence on the real housewives. And Lisa would not have these businesses. Lisa would not be on dancing with the stars. Nobody was like, Hey, remember that woman from Baywatch nights? Nobody was like checking for some random music video. She was in, in the eighties. Like she was beautiful and rich and nobody's ever going to take that away from her. And she had Villa Blanca and she had sir. And that's great, but she was not what she is now. And like, let's be real. You wanted to be famous and you wanted to create this empire and you wanted to be a personality. And that's, she seems to thrive in it. But like you owe that to somebody, you know what I mean? It just seemed I I ugh, I don't like it at one bit. I don't like the public and the public airing of like, remember that I sent you a blanket. I'm such a good person. This would be like if if I didn't go to my grandma's 80th birthday party and I showed up on a FaceTime on an iPad and had the I was passed around to everyone and told every single person I did send a gift. I sent a gift. I love my grandma. Like it's just weird. If you really feel that way, just tell your grandma. And Ramona shaded Bethany when she went on this baby special radio Andy experience and was like, listen, her fucking speaking engagement was at 830 in the morning. Dorinda later said it was actually two o'clock in the afternoon. But regardless, they were both like, you show up, you cameo, you leave, you say hi, you take a photo, you do something for social. And it feels like they didn't want to participate because they didn't want to be seen, at least in Bethany's case, she didn't want to be seen at the same level as these women. Um, You know, she... Yeah, she didn't want to be in a room with, like, Eva or something and then, like, be like, oh, I'm at the same level. She wants to be seen as, like, a special class of housewife. And, like, housewife is a housewife is a housewife. You might be, like, you might might be whoever you are. But when it comes to something like this, like, it's just a housewife's get-together. This isn't, like... To me, it's just such, like, it's more important to me to be seen as X or Y than it is to, like, be supportive of the person who enables all of my I totally agree and I also think like isn't the money enough like you have bajillions of dollars you're still on this show for a reason because it it helps your company whether or not you want to admit that like you've become more successful in a business sense strictly business maybe not financial because there might be housewives with more but in a business sense you've become more successful so like what's the problem here you know I just don't understand why she couldn't just show up if it's true that her thing was at 8 30 in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon she was in fucking LA regardless Ramona said on radio Andy well she you know she's in love and whatever and you know she's with this like new younger guy who's like very attractive um so kudos to her for that but I just felt like why not just swing by and say I mean this is like not this is like not going to Ramona skincare event and it's like guess what you're on a television show with her you go to the thing right you you go tape she doesn't want to tape go p.s um it's like when people don't show up for their oscar it's like you were nominated for an (laughs) oscar oh are you not an actor because then you shouldn't appear in movies right no that's exactly (laughs) it it's a part it's all a part of this and i thought andy was really smart for um kind of participating in this and for making sure that this happened because he didn't have to worry about, you know, having a baby shower and mixing housewives with like yeah. actual friends and family. So he got this out of the way. I think he was genuinely charmed and 
felt really happy and supported that so many housewives came from all over the place. And I think what they were saying was, you know, we love you and we support you and we're thankful that you're in our lives because he, in many ways, created the current lifestyle that so many of them became accustomed to. A lot of these women pretended that they were wealthy in a role in the show, but actually weren't when they started on Housewives. And I think, you know, whether or not you were successful before Housewives, you weren't at this level of fame or at any level of fame. And he and his network provided that. And I think them showing up and saying, we support you and we're so thankful that you're in our lives and we want to be there for you in this next chapter of yours was actually really sweet. And I think, you know, there were all of these OGs who like hosted the event, but it was really Kyle's show. Kyle actually planned it with his event coordinator and Bruce Bozzi donated um, the palm. So selfless. How, um, many, how many stories were written that said it was in the palm? It was a, well, a donation. It was a it's a tax write-off, really. <laughs> well, this is for the needy. <laughs> well, some of them are. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that it was actually really sweet. No, it was super sweet. Like, listen, eat the rich, but Kyle Richards seems like a very nice lady. Doesn't she? She does. She seems like a very nice lady. And we've had our touch-and-go moments on the television program, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> yes. But... She seems like a nice lady. Maybe not to her own sister, but in general, Kyle seems like a nice person to know, and this was a very nice thing to do. And I think she was the most connected to it. Like she oh, was yeah. Most, and like was instrumental in making this happen. So shout out to Kyle Richards for going that far. So couple things happened. Um, a couple things? A <laughs> couple things happened at the event that we should talk about. So first off, um, question from a listener. Thoughts on Danielle's bizarre leak statement to page six regarding the baby shower. So here's the story. Couple points there. I think there's a whole section of page six labeled Danielle stuff. No, there and I have it pulled open <laughs> on my phone for us to talk about. So I thought a couple things. First off, it shows the power of some of these OG hosts, i.e., Nini used her power to get Marlo and Phaedra in as a quote unquote present for Andy. <laughs> so which great. is so strategic, so smart. These are my presents. Right. Wow. You who's can't turn on a say, present. Who's gonna you can't say anything? And it was a gift. I whether or not it was something I'm gonna write or a thank you note for, I don't know. But um Teresa apparently sent Kyle Danielle's info because she and Danielle were in town for some other nameless job. So Danielle... What kind of scam were they working? (laughs) (laughs) This is like the banger sisters. Danielle, it's genuinely Danielle said to Teresa, we have a job. And Teresa was like, okay. Um, So... So Andy on his two hour baby shower radio show spectacular said we had a little snafu talking about Danielle. Teresa responds. I wonder who put that out there, which is the smartest thing Teresa has ever said. And what Teresa was referring to was the fact that while Andy was en route to his baby shower about you know, Andy Cohen, single father, proud out gay man, bringing forth a child into the world, you know, the king had to read an article that was seemingly leaked by Danielle discussing the fact that she was not invited to the event. So what happened was Danielle 
essentially and her people her like poor i'm sure underpaid publicist but you know someone that's willing to do all of the heavy lifting pickles trapped i know (laughs) (laughs) that's where pickles went oh my god um so danielle leaked a story that she was sitting out of andy cohen's baby shower um because there was a quote miscommunication therefore she will not be at the affair the source, a.k.a. Danielle and or What could the miscommunication have been? You're not invited. You're not on the list. The baby shower was for full-time housewives only, with the exception of Nini's presence and fucking Camille Grammer, who we all think of as a full-time housewife, yeah. regardless of if she's, like, in the official um, cast photo or not. So, article says, she'd rather not cause a scene and just let it go, the insider said, of the snafu. Um, who also noted that Stobb's attendance wasn't expected. Um, instead, Stobb will be resting up as she's slated to film a special project with Judy J, a.k.a. Judy J. Judice. So, fuck you for turning the tables from... Oh, I just <laughs> did not actually mean turning to use the tables. Oh, my God. I have to give Teresa you a nickel. are a cop without a badge. <laughs> I am. So Danielle was essentially blackmailing Andy into or the host or whomever security essentially to get her in the door because you she, know security could not clear Beverly. They were like, we can't <laughs> let this woman in. What's her actual name? Beverly. D'Angelo? No, that's not it. <laughs> it's like Beverly. Hold on, Beverly Mitchell or something? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh my! Why did and she change? Then she was like from- Angela, and then she was Danielle. <laughs> Beautiful. Probably, She's got nothing to hide. Yeah. We'll get to that. So Andy then. Security was like, we can't find your social security number. <laughs> it's not real. You just gave us a the social security number of a 94-year-old woman. <laughs> she handed them a bubblegum wrapper and a lollipop. <laughs> and they were like, okay, that works. So Andy then feels like he has to invite her to this because she turned this event into the Danielle Stop Show. And she's that is a very show over it and she's resting. And you she- can tell because there's, she had an article placed in page six. So Andy then, page six does an updated article within 90 minutes. Um, call him Daddy Dearest. Andy Cohen personally invited Danielle Stop to extend an invite to his baby shower after reading page six's account of why she would that not be in attendance. That he didn't organize. That he didn't organize that he's not responsible for it, but the focus is on the baby and that baby is Danielle. We're told he insisted that she come to the soiree hosted by Kyle Richards immediately and she did not deny his request oh god could you imagine walking in after pulling all of those stunts and being like oh Andy hi and just pretending like nothing was going on she is a monster meanwhile meanwhile, Teresa's like I wonder how that happened like Teresa Teresa was shady for the first time in her entire life it was like the miracle worker like (laughs) It was somebody took her hand and rubbed it down a copy of page six. And Teresa was like, they spelled out Danielle Stav, a.k.a. Beverly, a.k.a. Angela on her forearm. What's happening? <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst No, thing. That's, that's bad. That's terrible. I've never done that. I've never done that in my personal life. I've We're never done that. We're going to just cut that out. So <laughs> we're going to record this a 45th time. So um, all this to say, Danielle Stav. You're a monster. Monster. And so, guys, so many of you had thoughts on Danielle, and we'll get, we'll get to it. Um, here's another comment from a listener. Danielle was on Kyle's live Insta. Kyle acted like they never met, and Danielle had to correct her. I mean, <laughs> if you had met Danielle, stop. Wouldn't you block that out of your memory? 
wouldn't you put that yes. in the sunken place? That'd be the first thing I suppressed. Also, Kyle doesn't know who anybody is. Kyle doesn't know who Kim is at the time. <laughs> Kyle is not a reliable, like, oh, we met one time backstage at Watch What Happens. Kyle's got a lot going on. Kyle bases her um, relationships no, according before. to Paris Hilton. Kyle looks yeah. at her sister, Kathy, and she's like, you are Paris Hilton's mom, a.k.a. you are my sister. Like, yeah, it's that's not- why she knows who Bethany is, because Bethany knows Paris Hilton. That is exactly what happened there. So um, kudos to Kyle for By the way, forgetting that special moment in her season life. Season one of The Simple Bravo Life PTSD. is now on Amazon and Kyle appears in the first episode. Beautiful. <sighs> what is she doing in that first episode? Just like talking about Paris and her life. Yeah. Is there anything for her to say that contributes to um, of course not. the she cinematic just, experience that was a simple life? Dining out on on uh, Paris. She was she heard Paris was going to get any attention and she was like, not without me, baby. Before I heard about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or while hearing about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in the cast, I recognize Kyle Richards because I remember seeing her on countless Paris Hilton specials, like um, Eat Your Hollywood Story, whatever it was. I remember seeing her face and it would say, you know, Paris Hilton's aunt was on Halloween and I didn't know what the fuck. If any of my aunts ever did that. If I, I was at any level grateful. of female, no. <laughs> I would, but she was like the spokesperson yeah, for the family. I, guess. I wonder actually. She is Kathy the most gave, like PR presentable. I wonder if Kathy gave her permission. I'm sure she did. Yeah. It was at that point where Kyle wasn't famous. <laughs> I was like, I was ready in one night in Paris. I was in the background waving, <laughs> going like, go on, sweetie. <laughs> she was under the bed curled up. Um, so This is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I say shout out to Kyle for um no for planning a very nice party and right. apparently letting you know known f- felons in and so question Beverly Hills related um did you hear about question from a listener did you hear about Dorit and Camille getting into it at the baby shower I mean I heard did you hear no what happened Andy said at one point on the two hour baby special that I listened to on radio Andy um that they got into it and he told them to save it for the cameras and Erica Jane was like you did tell them that and he's like yeah and they listened she's like they didn't you walked away and they got into it again so Erica Jane was like I don't want to tell you why they were fighting well she was on the radio show because she didn't want to spoil it but like shit goes down with Dorit and Camille and I don't know. I'm very curious why. I can't wait to see all the Brett Kavanaugh of it all play out <laughs> between Rinna oh, no. and Camille. This is the end of St. Camille. This is, yeah, Camille has a moment. But um, I'm. it makes me so curious. Beverly Hills premieres this week. It's giving me so much already. I, I'm the like fact so, that they're IRL fighting gives me so much hope. I'm like so not ready. Like I, I if, if Beverly Hills comes back the way that Jersey came back this week, like, like I see it pop out and oh, up like a pop-up book. Like I've been flipping through a very boring book and then all of a sudden I turn a page in like some boring tome and out pops like a glitterly castle of screaming and oh, fighting. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So um, speaking of Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. there was some news. Speaking of Beverly Hills, Tori <laughs> Spelling was on The Masked Singer. Oh my god, poor Tori Spelling. She has no money. She has like me money now, aka a negative. Comes with the territory when you're a storyteller. Oh. Remember that? Oh my god, all of her story terrible books and it was just anything, anywhere with a T-O-R-I. When she, was on, when she was on Tyler Henry, she talked about how her friend died of a drug overdose and she had never known that he was on cocaine. And I was like, she was like, we're going out to a club. And like, he was in the bathroom for <laughs> a long time. He was sniffing a lot. I was like, Tori. He kept talking about pasta. And I was like, but I don't eat. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so speaking of Beverly Hills, Nene went on Jenny McCarthy's radio show. Oh god, is it a podcast or a radio show? Is it both? What's um, happening? It is a it's a radio show that I think gets released uh, like clips get released on YouTube. Um, okay, and you know they just cut out whenever she's like vaccines cause autism because they're like for legal reasons we can't <laughs> put this on YouTube. But. So Nene went on Jenny McCarthy's whatever show and yeah. idiot hour. <laughs> Oh my god. She's and one of those women from the 90s minutes. who thought that feminism. She's like one of the women from the 90s who thought that feminism was like I like hanging out with boys. <laughs> I like sucking dick. That's but, equality. But didn't you watch her? I on... have tits. That's <laughs> feminism. Was that? What was that show on MTV? Singled out? Yes. Her and Chris Hardwick, two sociopaths. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Although heavy. I will say her Herman and Ta- Electra. Her and Tar- Tara Reed reading each other to filth in the like most white woman way possible um, for 10 minutes on her radio show was amazing. Which went, so I don't listen to her radio show because I don't know, but I heard clips of it because it was posted to Twitter and them like whispering to each other, like aggressive. She's like, good luck with your shark movie. She's like, good luck with your tits. So good. I was so, and it came out a couple years ago, but for some reason it went viral like recently or it came out last year. It was it just, it reemerges every once in a while. And aren't we so grateful for that gift? <laughs> so speaking of gifts, Nene went on Jenny McCarthy's show. Was it worth a little smallpox? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I hate her. Measles. Okay, keep going. Um, that was the gift that Jenny gave Andy. It was like, And it keeps coming back because there's no does. vaccination. Anyway. So Nene went on Jenny McCarthy's show. I've just said that seven to 14 times. So Nene went on Jenny McCarthy's show and she told a story that was exclusive tea as she said to Jenny McCarthy which was six or so years ago Nene was living in the Hollywood Hills with Greg when she was on Glee or whatever New Normal whatever and she drove by a space available for rent or purchase release whatever the fuck and thought wouldn't it be great because I have so many gay fans or whatever in West Hollywood to open up a restaurant or bar or whatever so she calls her friend or thinks her friend her fellow bravo housewife whatever acquaintance co-worker right <laughs> and calls lvp and says what are your thoughts on this like do you think i should like open the space and lvp goes no it's way too expensive it doesn't make any sense for the neighborhood like, a restaurant <laughs> a club in west highland <laughs> no don't do it um tells her no and then very shortly thereafter lvp buys that space or rents or leases or whatever the fuck I don't understand the restaurant industry. I just like food. And she... It, it, rent- it requires a lot of burning down your own restaurant. Oh, terrific. Um, <laughs> sign me up. And she opens a space that we know as Pump. And Nini says, essentially, can you believe that fucking bitch did that to me? And I have seen her IRL in the years since. And she is nice to me, but she looks off because she knew she fucked me over. So question is, who was... In the wrong. First off, hundred percent believe it. That's the most believable thing I've ever heard about Lisa Vanderpump ever. Um, and I watched her pick up a baby bird and nurse it back to health, and then release it to the <laughs> sky for cameras a few weeks ago. So, um, hundred percent believe that. Um, Lisa would eat like one of those swans if she thought it would make her a hundred million dollars and get her famous. But I'll say this: I think Nene, that was a dumb move on her part because you you shouldn't trust any of these people for the most part but on top of that like lisa vanderpump might have some a few successful restaurants because they're on television and she's been able to create this thing and maybe if you want her advice after you're already opening it that's fine but 
I wouldn't have gone to her for any advice, especially a competing business right next door. Like that, she was never going to be down unless you were going to cut her in on it in some way or come to her after the fact and say, listen, I don't want to compete with you. I would love them to be complimentary to each other. Can we do co-produce events or something? Like that would be understandable. Very stupid move to clue her in that you wanted to move a competing housewife space right nearby. But don't you think she should be able to call someone back who is allegedly an expert? I mean, she had Villa Blanca, she had Sir, and be able to say like, is this a good idea? I, you know, she lived in the Hollywood Hills, maybe but she's not an were, LA person per maybe se. Maybe if she was doing this in Atlanta, like if Candy was like, I want to open a restaurant, I, I want to integrate it on the show a little bit for promo, what's a good strategy? Like, uh, you know, do you have any tips about the restaurant industry? I'm a first timer. That's fine. I think like a space right next door, like any smart business person, especially especially someone who is a snake on reality television is going to screw you and they're going to try to screw you one way or the other. I just think it was a very dumb move. I think it was mean of Lisa to do, but it's not unexpected. Okay. So it would be like if, if, if I clued Ivanka Trump in that I was going to do something for gay rights and she ruined it, it would be wrong, but I would expect it. (laughs) So satchels of gold from two listeners. First Satchels of Gold were, were relating to this. But honestly, why would LVP advise someone to come in and compete with her business? Exactly what you're saying. They aren't best friends and a quote unquote nini bar would totally threaten her West Hollywood empire. She's smart. Yeah. Like, don't punish her for being a better business person. Yeah. And second, Satchel, I love that she just shaded the wrong Lisa. And this is from years <laughs> ago. Never changed Lanethia. Because initially, Nini went on Watch What Happens. And Andy was like, who would you go up against? Who was it? It was like Nini. Who and, would you want to fight and, with? Yeah. And um, and Nini was like, uh, Lisa Rinna. Because I could take her. Which, by the way, isn't inaccurate. That's no. totally the case. But- Anyone from Atlanta. Anyone. I'm talking like Tanya could take anyone from Beverly Hills. <laughs> Tanya's unless fam. unless Dorit was armed with a train filled with cocaine. <laughs> Which is possible. Her anyway. dinner parties are quite a thing. Um, but Nini then said on Jenny McCarthy that what she actually meant to say was um, LVP, not Rena. It's uh, hard for her to keep them straight, okay? There are two It's many hard for Lisa's Ramona to keep them straight. Two- Ramona thinks she's a Vanderbilt. Ramona literally called Lisa Vanderpump Lisa Vanderbilt and then was corrected and was like it doesn't fucking matter when you Ramona buries you Andy got a call from Anderson Cooper that went on for way too long I simply cannot so relating to the baby shower another question for you okay um from a listener do you think that Nini would have brought Phaedra to the shower if Candy wasn't in the celebrity big brother house battling Dina Lohan and Tamar uh easily why? Easily. Because think about this from a strategic point of view, if okay. you're Nini. Because Nini might not be a short-term strategizer. Like, when she's in a fight, she just goes ham. Like, it doesn't really, like, she right. doesn't. But she long-term, off. she mm-hmm. is a little Machiavellian. And I think she thought, either way I win. If if Candy isn't there, Phaedra's back in the conversation. If Candy is there, th- they fight. She goes, wouldn't this be great on TV? Ratings are down. This is great conflict. She's got to come back. It'll save the show. If they don't fight, she can go, look, she's forgiven her. They're over it. They can coexist just fine. She should come back on the show. No matter what happens, Phaedra's now back in play, and that's what she wants. She has, like, a lot of history with Candy and a lot of history. She's, I mean, her and Portia apparently have been feuding on social media, like, a little bit. Right, which is so strange. So if she wanted to come throw a bomb on both of them... Phaedra is the perfect person to take off the shelf. And and it's a, if Phaedra then owes her, 
She knows she's not going to have Phaedra turned on her. And Kenya is too much of a wild card. There's a big vacuum of space in the middle of Atlanta. I think Nini's thinking if I can get Phaedra back in here, it will it will be good for me in every respect. So I think she was bringing her in any event. And I think she was bringing Marlo just because they're trying to get Marlo any kind of peach slice oh my to God. feast on. Which was so smart. To I mean, it just shows the power of Nini to be like, I'm going to say they're gifts. They're not guests. They're gifts. They're I'm gifts. This is my door. gift. And you would turn away my gift? Like, nobody's going to say anything. Shocking. So who do you think is more likely to be back on Atlanta first as a friend of or full-time? Do you think it's going to be Kenya or Phaedra? I would prefer it to be Kenya, but it's going to be Phaedra because Phaedra upset the fans and then production responded. Kenya upset production. And who makes the decision? Production. production. And I think if they bring Phaedra in as a friend of and they test the waters being like, we know this was problematic. We know she made everybody mad. Um, now we're bringing her in as a friend of just, you know, she just, oh, she happened to be here. We were just filming. It's a two second cameo. And if people can slowly normalize that idea and it can create enough drama to sustain us for a season, then we can either have the conversation about bring her back full time or it didn't work. And that was, you know, a one off. We didn't give her a peach. They don't get any of that blowback. It's a way to like slowly bring it back to like normal for everybody. And I don't like it because uh, Phaedra is an adult. Phaedra is a lawyer. Phaedra is an accomplished business person who has dealt with the law before. And she knows that no matter how that information came to her, no matter what like reality TV thing she was whipped up in, she accused somebody of premeditating a, a rape. I know, planning and existing. I mean, it wasn't it and, was and premeditating I, it, in the sense that it, it, they, she wasn't saying it happened, but she was saying that they were thinking about doing it. And, as an and, act. and the thing is, is she knows that was she knows that's wrong. And if she doesn't like. Ignorance does not absolve you of the crime, and you did falsely accuse somebody of 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 one of the most serious things you can. I don't even like saying the word, but we no, have I to. Know. But if, if we can't say the word, how can we bring someone back who? It, I mean, Candy will have to answer that question for the rest of her life, even if it's in a "Can you believe this happened to you?" Way. For the rest of her life, yeah, she's branded, and this that's one of the worst things you can do. And it not only does it hurt Candy, it hurts people who make actual claims of sexual of assault because it it says that that these accusations are thrown around all the time so you can't take them seriously and and to do that on your national platform especially women of color um it, especially when the me too movement was started by a woman of color i just to me it makes me very uncomfortable and i think i've heard from enough women of color that they're not comfortable with it and I have to say, like, I don't want her back on the show. Like, what did Kenya do? She wanted more money to film? Like, but I have a feeling production's going to forgive Phaedra before they'll forgive Kenya. And we're all going to have to, like, rise up and say no thank you. But I keep hearing from people that they're totally fine. They want Phaedra back. I'm like, I, it, I to me, I get it. We go sideways on these shows sometimes. I mean, the whole, like, Russell Armstrong thing. Like, we've been down darkness. Watching Vicky find out her mom died, we've been down darkness. This wasn't something that happened that was completely out of control. This somebody made a choice to make these repeated accusations on camera. On camera, that was the thing. It was she it, didn't go to the police. If right. she thought this was real, why didn't she go to the police? Um, Dave Quinn, friend of the show, came on AG a couple weeks ago and was like, "I really think it was the producer. I don't think Phaedra did a goddamn thing." I watched her mouth move, so I think she did. Listen, I love Dave Quinn. <laughs> I love, I love Dave Quinn. I really do. I do. Um, I think he does great stuff. He's he's the nicest guy in the world. I think he assumes the best in people and he has personal relationships with these people. Yeah. I don't have any and I don't really want any personal relationships with these people. And I don't assume the best in people, especially people attracted to this like genre. Um, I think a lot of the time they can be really good people, but you're going to get some snakes in your barrel and you want some snakes in your barrel. I mean, I heard the interview with Dave and he 
said you have to support your villains, but there are real villains, people who've done really bad things. Yeah, it's how do you define the line? I I think there has to be a line. And maybe it's like porn, you know, and you see it. (laughs) Some things are beautiful nude portraits from the 16th century and some things are... Pornhub. And I know the difference. And what I'm looking at is not like, you shaded my baby. It is full on, you accused someone of sexual assault repeatedly. And whether or not a producer goaded you to do it, you did it. Like, I have been wasted. I have been, um, I have been 19. I have been crying. I have been, um, a horrible person and said and done horrible things. I've never done anything on that level. I've never felt the need to accuse somebody of something like that or anything around that. I wouldn't lie about a crime. Like, I just don't know where that instinct comes from. And this is, we're talking about an adult woman with a law degree. Like, I I don't know what's Among confusing. Among other degrees, she can bury dead people, <laughs> and, a.k.a. And take, her body after part four. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I, I you know, they, I, I didn't mean to take this to such a serious turn, but like, Phaedra is... I'm glad she got to go to this party and I don't wish her a lifetime of pain, but. Okay. On that note, is there anything else for us to cover related to the baby shower? I feel like so much happened. So much happened. I'll say this. It looked joyous, joyous. And I wish. Joyous. Joyous. <laughs> I wish I could have been in a fly on the wall or like right? even just taken champagne glass from there oh and my God. kept it as a cursed item in my own home. I really, it was. It was actually like uh, sort of upsetting to me in a the best, which is how I receive good information because <laughs> it was just watching each going to everyone's social media and then people were sending me stuff. So I was watching something and then a listener would send me something and then I was watching and it was so much data. It's like the Oscars when you're live tweeting and you're just like, there's so many jokes and I want to make a joke and right. then this shit breaks and this person's dress ripped and now I'm doing this and we all have to decide if we like Anne Hathaway. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no. She was on Watch What Happens, and it was such a bad Watch What Happens. With Everybody heavily defends her, and and to, and now nowadays well, I've made my peace with her. Yeah, but her whispering to that Oscar, it came true. If you can't laugh at the cringe of that, you don't because get it. You're not allowed. The problem, the problem was that she was trying to pretend She's to be Rachel Perry. She really is. And also Tracy Flick. Yeah. And like, that doesn't really necessarily end well. It's cute in high school, but then that person grows up. And yeah. sometimes they don't. And, and it's that's funny. The and like she hosted the Oscars and it was a disaster. And like, that's funny. Yeah. It's funny when she talks about how bad that was. Um, <laughs> so guys, shout out to the um, baby shower, which again, just so we're all on the same page, was not the Bravo Super Bowl, but the Legends Ball. And I am so appreciative of it. And I hope that everybody got a diamond except for um, Lisa's because hers was taken away i hope okay. camila was given a diamond briefly and then like it was taken <laughs> away or lost she got half of a carrot p.s someone tweeted something up to her about kelsey's show or they tweeted something just genuine genuinely about kelsey's show but didn't have her and then she responded in the tweets and was like listen you know my ex and i split up for a reason but he's a really powerful actor or whatever and i just thought that was so good. She can play that game. Sometimes she, she just really, she gets it in a way that she, she learned her lesson after season one. And I can't see, can't wait to see what Whoever the fuck. PR trained her 
in between those two seasons or like sat her down and like Howard Bragman, I think like incredible. Yeah. Was it Howard Bragman? I, it was incredible. a very incredible, like juxtapose that with my favorite person in the world, Jill Zarin <laughs> and the <laughs> shitty advice that she has gotten or decided to implement. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, you see some of these women and they have pro support I team. I know. Cause she's such, <laughs> she's such a treasure. Um, okay. So moving on from that, we have to talk about the second most important, um, occasion of the week if not actually maybe the most important because Andy can have a baby all he wants but my baby is returning March 6th and that baby is the Real Housewives of New York so let me read to you because this is a (gasps) supercharged satchels of gold um comments that I got about the New York trailer thanks to all of you our beloved listeners while making sure that our (laughs) recording device is still working okay um uh, one comment. I'm very excited, but still can't understand how Dorinda can, can't see she has a problem with alcohol. Another comment. Last season was clearly just the beginning, all caps, of Crazy Dorinda. Another comment. Dorinda, it's all <laughs> Dorinda. Dorinda is wading into scary, sad illness behavior that I don't like watching. Wading. I mean, um, more like drowning. Um, next comment. She's the she's the lady of the lake who like gives a sword <laughs> to a young man. <laughs> Or an old man who owns a dry cleaning business. (laughs) Next comment. This season looks like it's going to break us. It's too good for words. Um, Another another listener. Needed more Jill. Feel the void of Carol. Wanted World War II between her and Beth. Shout out to you, listener, for calling her Beth and not Bethany, which I feel like is a shady nickname because what Bethany wants to be called nuts nuts yeah so shout out to you she's like i'm not a bath what's a bath a bath is an old woman i'm not an old woman <laughs> caduce um next comment i thought barbara k was going to be full-time clearly not bringing it um <laughs> another comment barbara k and jill done dirty uh a, a comment that i actually gasped while reading do you think bethany will be using dennis's death as a storyline this season the phrasing on that rough tough stuff <laughs> and um i'm upset i won't be hearing a tagline from jill okay so to the person that posted i won't be upset or that sent me i won't be set i won't i'm upset i won't be hearing a tagline from jill i ended up instagramming because they sent them to me these to me as questions i sent him like five or six options so <laughs> kudos to you dear sir um i don't remember what any of them were it's like, why, why? I think I said, like, why bury things under the rug when you can buy one of mine? I gave her options. So, Jill, if you're listening, if your please. Google alert pops up to this, please use that when you are back, which I know is going to happen. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? How many times did you watch the trailer? Um, About a hundred. Yeah. I like tried so hard to put it directly in my veins. Yes. It was very hard because it was a whole MacBook. Um, <laughs> I... I was in awe. Uh, yeah. I, these women constantly deliver. And it was the kind of trailer that I want to see, which it doesn't, it was just like, uh, like little um, tastes. Like it yeah. was just like a little, like uh, just little moments. Yeah. Little vignettes. Nothing that was like, this is what the fight is. Because right. they do that when they don't have any other footage. Right. And it was, it was really good. And I was riding the high of like feeling like jerseys in a good place and like I was like all right like we are like this is we are still on a high like I really thought like when we were December Berkshire's County like I was like this is the peak like a show cannot have a second peak and like that's that like this is the show is is amazing I'm gonna keep watching it's gonna keep going they 
tried to kill their cast. Yeah. And like that is and to see this trailer come out, like I don't wanna like over um like get overexcited and then be disappointed, but it does look so good. And I have I haven't been disappointed by the show. And like I Ramona, I mean, this is what Ramona is literally saying in interviews about the season. <gasps> and of course a new housewife as well with Barbara. She's not a new housewife. I'm sorry. Oh. She's just a friend, so she's not a new housewife, so. So we're just calling her the new girl. She's I don't know what she is, so I don't even want to talk about her. <laughs> we can leave her. Um <laughs> That is a PR moment. What are the unfiltered Ramona yeah. in the moment moments going like, to be like? What if that was just an interview to promote? What do we get after editing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Ramona is so good. P.S. Shout out to Ramona Singer. Um, you've got a copy of the Ramona. I have coaster. a copy of the Ramona coaster. You guys, big announcement. I know I talked about doing an Andy's Girls book club, and it's happening. So, in the next couple weeks, do yourselves a favor and buy Life on the Ramona coaster um, because hers is the inaugural, very first book that we are going to talk about. Tell me your thoughts as you're reading it. Um, I'm really excited to recap this on a future app. So please, everybody, it's like $10 or less on Amazon Prime and it's worth every cent. Let me, should I just point to a, to a yeah. random? I'm looking through, there's, I mean, it seems so to be a picture book. <laughs> it's a picture book of the most glorious black and white photos, all of which look like they were like third runner up alternates when she filled them in with actual positive photos so I just turned to a page and the chapter is previously on the Real Housewives of New York City it's double spaced it's 17 to 64 font giant photo of herself I'm literally just reading a random couple sentences Mario and I have just finished a romantic dinner together and are about to leave the restaurant when I hear Jill Zarian's raspy voice coming from over by the bar she's waiting to be seated with her reserved soft-spoken husband bobby beside them at the bar is a lanky fair-skinned blonde and a flamboyantly dressed animated man with closely cropped ginger hair for a moment i wonder if jill has replaced her gay husband brad but then i see the man affectionately caress the blonde's slender back oh my god i think to myself as i scrunch my face in distaste are they a couple (laughs) Mario and I walk over to the bar and say hello. Jill, who prides herself on connecting people, introduces us to the couple. Ramona, she says, I'd like you to meet Alex McCord, who will be filming the show with us, and our lovely husband, Simon. I am taken aback. You guys, that was just me opening this fucking Bible. To a random page. And I got so many different ideas from you guys of different books, but honestly, Life on the Ramona Coaster is a ride I never want to get off. Uh, the way that that book looks to be written, you're right. It's double. It's double space. It's, ju- it's sort double, of like when you cheat, It's sort of like when you cheat in an essay. Or like when Leah Michelle put out a memoir and it was all photos of herself and recipes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Amazing. I just opened it to a random page. Avery, age four, perched on the bathroom jacuzzi. You guys, so much. I can't wait. So anyway, sidebar, back to the trailer of the best franchise can't wait, can't wait, of the best wait. show in the history of all shows Which trailer? The one that was on Bethany's Instagram stories or the actual trailer? Wait, what was the trailer that's on? Beth- tell me everything. Um, when Sonia was plastered going... <laughs> That one? That oh, trailer? Oh, no. Her look inside while filming. Um, speaking of Sonia, Sonia, who said this to me? It might have been Damien. It might have been you. 
that people are talking online about the fact that Bethany might actually be a witch because when she tells Sonia to go to bed in the trailer, she like puts out her hand and at that exact moment, <laughs> Sonia falls face first into the table and then straight on the floor. <laughs> and then Bethany's like reaction is one of like totally nothingness. Bethany experienced that Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone moment and she said, if I need to learn black magic, I will never do this again. <laughs> and she did and she won't. It was so good. I go was- to sleep. <laughs> she just hits the ground that is the power of the skinny girl um I felt like Luann replaced her campaign as Ms. Mrs. D'Agostino with one of her being a cabaret star she's gonna talk about it forever she has that same frantic energy she thinks she is her own publicist she's and our new she Liza is, Minnelli she is our new Liza Minnelli except slightly different and possibly more desperate for affirmation a deeper register it's a deep yeah (laughs) and a a longer pantsuit with a bigger crash oh my god it's liza with a countess (laughs) liza with a loo (laughs) it's liza with a loo and it's i actually really enjoyed the moment when bethany goes off because you know she will have spent like Lou will have spent the entire season talking about mm-hmm. how crazy it is that she's a cabaret star. And can you believe it? And she's so successful. She and she's a star. only she's talk a about star. one thing. If it's Tom, if it's being royalty, if it's like, it is always one thing with Lou. And it's always about her finding something. She yeah. has finally found herself mm-hmm. through this. She's going to be in Scientology before we know it. I'm telling you. Oh my God. Some kind is. of Kabbalah, something. <laughs> she's going to fall down some kind of like, I don't know if it's Tony Robbins. Like she is well, going she's to. excellent at falling. <laughs> So religion is her new bush. Some kind of rose bush. I, yeah, I. Cabaret is my religion. <laughs> it's just going to be, it's going to be something. Um, I'm so thrilled that Red Scarf is back and now he's wearing cream. <laughs> I did watch that trailer over and over and over again, just because it's obviously important in my life, but also because I just love that moment. Because Alert yeah, Giovanni. Red is out. Cream oh is in. Oh my God. In. And Giovanni and them fighting over Giovanni <laughs> and Dorinda and Barbara Kay getting into it because Lou's just like, I don't know, sliding think, Barbara Kay in as her assistant. Yeah. And Barbara Kay's like, cool. What else do you need me to do for you, ma'am? Uh, I don't know. I'm into it. I mean, Jill's in it once. She maybe has that a was part of the litigation. Line. Yeah, I know. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, so a part of the trailer was them going to Miami but that they've gone to Miami before yeah I think we're gonna get a lot of trips because it's sort of like um uh Atlanta we've had a few trips Jersey we've had a few trips I think we're gonna pack some trips in like Beverly Hills style like Beverly Hills always does it it's like a random trip they went to like randomly like Tokyo or whatever and it was just um Rinna and whatever no no when it was Rinna and oh you're right right, right, right. for her kid like they just randomly went to a super glamorous (laughs) city city just because it wasn't even the official trip on Jersey when we just like came back from commercial break and we're in Turkey (laughs) oh my god So, and we will, guys, I promise you, we will get, we'll get to Jersey. We this will is get the there. Super we're going to get there. We're going to get to a VR experience. Just <laughs> oh my God, sit I forgot tight. about that. Um, so I just, I think it's a lot, you know, Bethany talking about Dennis to that guy, that weird looking guy, maybe the new Dr. Amador. I don't know. I mean, she's talking about how like she couldn't, like it was so back and forth, the relationship. And like, then of course, you know, he passes away and. Listen, I think this is a huge part of her journey. I just don't know how healthy it is 
for this to be her main like I hate calling it a story because it is her life. No, but, but that's to what make a listener it a asked. Is it going to be a storyline? Will she be tough. using? I don't know that she'll be using his death as a storyline, but I think it will be a part of her storyline. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's you can't using escape it. it. Right, she's not using it, but she's explaining it because we yeah. all have questions. There were obviously issues in their relationship. They weren't I mean, together when he died. He proposed to her. She said no, and then he dropped dead in Trump Tower of a drug overdose while she's going through a custody battle with a complete like. Uh, uh, for someone who will use every angle, let's say. Um, and meanwhile, her best, her ex-best friend who she reunited with on camera just buried her husband and she made it about her. Like, there is no way this is not going to be a factor in what we're talking about. But I can't imagine that in, in, in all of this, the healthiest thing is to do a therapy session on camera. You just saying that out loud. I am so grateful. <laughs> And listen, you guys know that I have a very... I just dropped my phone because cool. I can't. It's cool. I have a very tumultuous relationship with Bethany. I'm obviously really sad that Carol isn't going to be there. Yeah. I think the residue of Carol will carry a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I just think this season is going to be... And it's March 6th. Perfect it's a full opportunity month. for Heather Thompson to slip in and be our substitute Carol and call Bethany out on some stuff. Heather Thompson, who somebody went on Watch What Happens this week, and they were, I forget who it was, and they were talking about which housewives are the shittiest in real life, and they named Heather Thompson, it was someone that goes on QVC, and they said that they went on QVC or one of those shows, and the staff disliked her. I don't believe that for a single second. Heather Thompson was a joy when she was on Andy's Girls, a total joy. I think Heather Thompson is, seems like a very nice person pretty normal person is some of this stuff a little cringy where she's like i worked for diddy holla like yeah a little cringy yeah but she's a she's a genuine professional she's a business person and i don't think i i don't know i can't everybody has their moments and i i don't know i can't take one person (laughs) no i'm i'm always a star (laughs) um i think you know the hardest people to deal with in public like ramona (laughs) like yeah the hardest people to deal with in public like probably nini is very difficult with staff like i can't imagine Sorry, someone's calling me about politics. It's Ignore. Tyler. It's Tyler Henry. <laughs> it's Tyler Henry. He's breaking in. Um, I don't know. No, Heather's great. Heather should come back easily. Easily should come back. I would love it. Heather and, and Jill. Oh, my God. How would that go down? I don't know. We got to get through this season. I think it would be <laughs> Heather versus Jill. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They would and start off where being would friends Bethany... and there would be a fracture in the middle. Yeah. And Bethany would end up on Team Heather begrudgingly begrudgingly and Heather would be like stop helping guys are we already casting season 12 before this is a fanfic that we're writing oh my god New York fanfic guys listeners if you want to do me a solid because we will have been recording this episode for six to nine hours today and send me your favorite fanfic of what you would like to see happen in New York and we'll read it maybe please write out what happened the night of the with the pirate and possibly a threesome or something that was alluded to what was the threesome Somebody went on bitch sesh and said that their boots on the ground was that they were friends with someone in production who said that we lost a bunch of footage <gasps> on Scary Island <gasps> the night of the like Hooters stuff because oh, yeah, yeah, Ramona, Sonia, Luann were like having some sort of sexual melange moment with each other, with each other and some man, and it some man they buried the footage and did not ever talk about it. And I'm not listen. I, this this is not a reputable them? source, but yes. 
guys, if we say it out loud, it happens. It happens. So if you could just write me that fanfic, and, <laughs> and Kelly has to pop up in some moment to <laughs> ask if there's like bear jelly beans. Do you guys know where there's almond butter? I need it for my jelly beans. And then she disappears. <laughs> that would be great. She's running with the boats. <laughs> oh my god, that is wild. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay, guys, we now have to turn to what is perhaps for some of you the most important part of this week's episode, aside from everything else that we've spoken about, and that is Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, (sighs) So (laughs) I just have to say, a friend of mine texted me. I never, you know this, I never watched the Eps live. I like couldn't even tell you when they air, Mm. but I get to them like at some point the next day. I watched like 10 hours of Bravo yesterday, so. I today I'm <laughs> I'm in in a deep dark top chef hole that See, I will today not, I just I, did Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> guys I couldn't include it in my Bravo day I was like let's not taint anything <laughs> um so a friend texted me and was like listen this this week's app is crazy and she's like the last five minutes alone crazy shout out to Jackie so you were I the friend who texted it- me that I know. I started watching it the next, the very next morning at like 8 a.m. or whatever. And I was like, literally died. Have watched it three times, I want to say, maybe even as little as two times. And it's so good. It's so strong. It delivers. Here's the best kind of Real Housewife episode. If it delivers as a standalone episode, where even if you don't, if you're a person that comes into that show, you don't know who any of the people I are. I produce you, live events based on these standalone yes, episodes. Yes, you do. And this, it delivered in such a wonderful, glorious way. I have to tell you, I have people, I have some comments here from, you know, Satchels of Gold, continuing the theme of this week from y'all, people are Team Jen, people are Team Margaret. Whether or not you are Team Jen, you sort of need to bow to the altar of Jen because what she is giving us. Oh, I fully think that Margaret is correct. And if I had to pick someone to stay on the show easily jennifer jennifer is giving us crazy on the level that we have not seen it uh, naturally occurring this isn't like cooked up this this is is like kim richard style it won't stop down the river bend it is she has one tequila and we go cuckoo banana sideways and it's i'm so appreciative because as her star rises some of our other jersey housewives come back to life Melissa Gorga should send an edible arrangement to Jennifer's disgusting 16-bathroom mansion. Melissa Gorga looked like, you know, those pills you get when you're a kid and you drop them in water and then they're a sponge in the shape of a dinosaur? I remember those. (laughs) Melissa has been one of those little dehydrated pills. Yes. Jen was the water she was dropped in. Look at her grow. And there's a horrible monster made of sponge (laughs) and you're so excited to see it. You're like, I'm going to use this. It'll dissolve. It'll dissolve. Little camel-shaped sponges. But for now, thank you so much. It's so beautiful. I I just have to say... Jersey, listen, I know that you guys fell in love with it day one, and that was not my story. That was not my arc this season. I was happy it was there, but I wasn't right. seeing I it. I wasn't seeing it. I didn't appreciate it. From last week through this week, through what will be a dynamic finale, this reunion. a red party to a fucking- A red party. It better be a 12-part reunion cycle where allegedly Teresa loses her mind, not for the first time. 
honestly, that fucking red party. Kyle has a white party. They're throwing a red party. You couldn't make a better metaphor for the the franchises. It is the New Jersey red wedding. (laughs) And I'm so appreciative of it. And by the way, I've not seen Game of Thrones, not once. But I understand that comparison because I'm a goddamn American. And... (laughs) I, I am here today because I am gay, <laughs> as Ellen Page once said. I am so appreciative of what these women have given to us and also what they've revealed about oh, themselves. Oh. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about your comments. Comment number one, is Melissa now the MVP of Jersey? Short answer, no. no. Long answer, no, but... Thank God she was there because she was responding in real time truthfully for maybe I've the first time this season. I've never been more on Melissa's side ever, period, end yeah. of statement. And I have disagreed with Teresa many a time in my life. Amen. I have never been like, is Melissa the truth teller? Yeah. Like, ever. And now I'm like, if Melissa's the most normal person in your cast lineup, like, you are crushing. Jennifer, in the last seconds of the episode making a shiv out of a wine glass as <laughs> Melissa Gorga she was like you want to see me <laughs> charges her I watched it so many times just that one little moment because I was like is this really happening before you got here at you know 6 a.m this morning when we started <laughs> recording I honestly was I watched it again because I was like did that really happen or was that a fever dream so magical in real magical. In, in movie scenes they use breakaway glass which is made of sugar so that when you break it it breaks in oh, a right. particular when they way do that and watch what happens when they break stuff over andy's head yes during, it's yeah. made of sugar uh that you can buy them from prop stores you right. can't actually use them to drink out you of. you could but eat it i guess you could eat it uh, it's like a uh, willy wonka <laughs> took a bite out of that that flower or whatever amen you, you can use it but you use breakaway glass because it breaks in a very specific way obviously and it's not too sharp what she took real like cut up your hand for this moment glass shattered it and then took the shard and was and like showed I it will to her. cut you and i will cut After you security had already broken up a fight i mean that <laughs> takes such courage such spirit such intention and you know kudos the to implications her. that that has <laughs> it's, the it, power that that has also, can I just bring it down a little to a little bit of a truth zone? Because I wrote this little comment to myself below the four pages of questions that I have from you guys that we will get to. The way that Jen responded tonight reminded me of when Danielle triggered Teresa at yep. the past reunion by bringing up Melissa and Teresa not visiting her newborn nephew before she joined the cast. And that whole don't bring up my family was a trigger to Jen because I think there was, there was an element of truth. Mm -hmm. And Teresa talking about the fact that Margaret shouldn't bring up Jen's husband, completely avoiding and ignoring the fact that Jen was bringing up Margaret's mother made sense to me. And her husband. And her her husband made sense to me in Teresa's magical mystery tour of a brain (laughs) because Teresa uses her her parents. We're jail as camp. Um, because Teresa uses her parents as a weapon against her brother, so maybe she doesn't understand. If those it's fair kinds game for me, yeah. No, really, this is like Scientology in the <laughs> aftermath, and this is the way that they these housewives are choosing to fair game each other. And it was so magical watching Teresa, watching Dolores talk about how dumb Teresa is, with everyone else being like, "Yep, damn, that's straight, totally spot on." magical 
like this is the Dolores that I have wanted to see. This is a here's a um comment that a listener sent. Um, she was I, like, Teresa has always had terrible taste in friends, and yeah. I will stick around, but they will come and go. But she said like, it. It wasn't an insult. It was no. matter of fact, because we yeah. all know that's the fucking truth. 100% the truth. Dolores saying, uh, this is a listener saying this, I'm finding new love for Dolores for this unexpected reason. I've never seen a housewife hate someone so much as Dolores and yet uh, against... Um, against Danielle and yet she's holding back it is a sight to behold to watch Dolores prepare to kill Danielle that's this is Jurassic Park she is okay? waiting for and the she is right a velociraptor she is waiting for that kid to drop a ladle and then In that she fucking is kitchen, gonna and eat. she is gonna yeah she's like how's that ice cream you like you like that ice cream kid it was all gonna melt baby and there is no silver cupboard for that for Danielle to hide in. There is going to be it's going to be a feast, a complete reveal where she's screaming at the reunion in the middle with a banner that says "When dinosaurs ruled the earth." Amen. Okay, um, listener comment. Since Caroline Manzo left, the show has sucked because Teresa was a boring lead, but the only alpha. Is that true? Is Teresa the only alpha? Maybe. Um, adding Jen and having this divide down the line gave Margaret the material she needed, and now she is co-lead, which is why any franchise needs to be good. Viva La Marge. I'm trying to think if there was another alpha. Um, ja- mm. Is Teresa an alpha? An alpha in the sense that if she started screaming and throwing a fit, she would win a fight. Yeah, I think there's a difference between alpha and star. Yeah. And Teresa's a star, whether or not she's lived up to star-esque expectations. Mm -hmm. I think she's more of a star than an alpha because she needs to be fed a lot. But this, watching Teresa... (laughs) Like some kind of dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Watching Teresa, watching the wheels come off or really actually stay on, where Teresa... Because she's like literally living in the same hotel suite as Danielle for three days, watching her buy in entirely and then just get loud. I mean, as it was it's defense. like it's like if if um, Danielle is Feruza Balk in the craft to watch Teresa turn evil like those two other little witches. You're like, I know you're not evil. Like, I, I mean, she's not doesn't have a beautiful internal life, but I know you're not like evil to your core with evil intentions the way that Danielle is. But you fully drank the Kool Aid. In like pursuit of something, and I don't know what it is. Listener comment: I'm wondering if Danielle has something on Tree, like maybe about her having a guy on the side or something. Tree's loyalty towards Danielle just isn't adding up. I don't think she needs to have an affair to be this fucking dumb. I think no. that she, I think that she bought into Danielle because Danielle's making the choice not to come that. for her. I see where they're seeing that. Okay, but I do not. I agree with you. Like I think she saw someone being loyal to her, and similar to like a politician at the center of American politics at the moment. She takes loyalty over everything and every method you use to like get wherever you have to get is where you have to get. And uh, Danielle being loyal and helping her fight her battles or whatever, especially the stuff early in the season with like Melissa and whatever, like Danielle just, or even at the wedding, like Danielle not coming after her, only going after Margaret. Like I think Teresa sees all of that as like, we have a good friendship, which is insane. She sees that as loyalty because the only person that Danielle is currently loyal to is Teresa yes. in her own special way. So Teresa thinks she's a great friend because Danielle is being a selective good friend to Teresa and nobody else. So Teresa's like, this is the person that yeah. I, that I, I must defend. Be, we must have such a good relationship. And she must be such a good friend to everybody else because she's such a good friend to me. Yeah. She's not. It's like her interest, her lack of introspection, interest. I can't talk. Her lack of being introspective. 
Is that my I'm so tired. Her lack of being introspective, I'm gonna say that over and over again, multiplied by her just genuine tone deafness toward anyone else and their feelings has created this magical equation that we're currently in. And I find it fascinating that Teresa looks at Danielle and Margaret's behavior in Bimini and she thinks to herself, Margaret is in the wrong because Margaret defended herself against someone that was being verbally abusive. She only needs the flimsiest excuse. She only, she just needs to cling to like, but it was her special day. And like, that's it. She just needs a, a reason. It's the same thing with all of like the Melissa stuff over the years. She just needs a reason because she wants to be mad at Melissa. That's it. And That's then where she'll it hold comes on to it. Yeah. She, it's like a reason for the season. All she needs is one feeling that makes her feel good. And that is what she will defend to the death. Conversely, Danielle is a piece of shit to Margaret over the course of several episodes. Just really actually cruel. Margaret calls her out on it. Danielle apologizes. The day of the wedding, because these women have wet hair, which, by the way, is the fault of your wedding planner for not communicating whether or not your hair should be wet or dry. That's not these women's fault. Also, it takes like 20 minutes. Like Not a big deal. And you have beauty there. So, like, shut the fuck up. But Danielle looks, treats Margaret like shit. Margaret says, if you don't respect me, I'm going to leave. Danielle realizes that she will lose that focus of her being on her wedding and having it be yeah. a part of production because she's not a, she, that, a she's housewife not the star of the show right that, yeah and now and she's not a housewife currently or at that point during production during filming so danielle apo- um apologizes in the moment they hug whatever but never means it and now is angry at margaret because she remembers that moment when margaret said i am worth more than this danielle is able to carry a rage with her like like, she's able to stay in a rage for a long period of time. And Teresa's stubborn. And you put those two things together. Danielle looking at Margaret and saying, essentially, because you defended yourself, I'm going to bring up the fact that I think you are a terrible mother and your children don't want to see you. When she knows, as we all do at this point, that her current husband of, like, 72 days, a la Kim K, left his children for this monster that he married because they didn't like her. How do you use that argument that doesn't, you know, hold water to your newly wedded husband? Because logic goes out the window. It was so cruel and inhumane. And watching Melissa, like, finally the lights coming on where she's like, this is actually awful. Like, do not bring up children. That's And also, you know that that is the deepest, darkest pain that Margaret is going through aside from the foreclosure that nobody's talking about on camera that I need everyone to talk about on camera. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, watching, watching Danielle hurl that kind of weapon is so cruel and evil and awful and it's not it's not great a listener um wrote in and said just watched New Jersey even though Danielle still upsets me to no end it was really those last five minutes that were probably the best it's been since 2010 I don't think listener that you're wrong in any way but I do have to say that even if Danielle wasn't here Jen would be and Margaret would be and I think we would be fine without Danielle. Danielle's adding a Teresa layer. Teresa can of, make her own drama. Don't worry. Right. She'll be there. She'll be fine. Joe, who knows? 
what's gonna happen um oh my god Teresa just being like I'm just he's gonna come home that's all I'm not you know that he's coming home and now I have opinions and what? I like like doing things like as a human person and isn't that great okay a couple of your comments uh someone was team Jen I'm team Jen because she isn't gonna take anybody's crap she stands up for herself true oh, a lot she of people does. do but she does it in a specific kind of way yeah and I think I think she is taking every little joke or shade or like little remark that Margaret says, which Margaret is a gossipy type very seriously. And Margaret, it's not that serious to her. And then she takes it seriously and then it becomes serious. And then it's this whole thing where I don't think being like, oh, what is she mail order? I don't think that that's that big of a read. Like that's not the. I mean, it's an obvious joke. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Margaret is a bank of obvious jokes. Like not as bad as Kelly Dodd. Do your kids go to the University of Spoiled Children? (laughs) But like she's quick and it doesn't it does. There's no weight attached. Whereas. Danielle is trying to murder you in a way yeah. that's not entertaining because that's not like watching a woman who's been through who made a mistake. She made a mistake. She had an affair and it's terrible. But like watching someone else be like, your mother's a whore. It's just like yeah. even the mother being a whore is OK in comparison to talking about the kids. I just thought that was awful. A couple of you are, are T. Margaret. Um, Jen is the worst. One person. Another person. Margaret never holds back and is sane. Jennifer is a bragger with nothing to show for it. Well, listener, she does have 16 bathrooms. Maybe, <laughs> Thrones, maybe you've forgotten. Flown in from China. <laughs> Only her, the that, Her husband has never sounded happier than when she called him when she was far away. Oh, He's like, hello. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this man is alive. Um, a couple more of you on Team Margaret. I'm totally on Margaret's side. She landed a low blow, but she owned up to it as soon as she was made to yeah. realize she was wrong. Which sidebar, that was a great moment when Jen came back and she was like, listen, I just want to put this out on the table. I was wrong. And then mm-hmm. Teresa just forgot that ever happened. Um, another comment, Jennifer can't even see that she's been just as nasty. And last comment, I love Margaret. I saw her comments about the mail order bride is fun. Yeah, I think they're both great for the show. And like we could, I I think I'm on team Margaret, but you know, again, I think both of them are going to do stuff and say stuff that is horrible. I mean, that's the nature of the show. But also like Margaret seems to be a sane person who realizes she did something really bad and isn't trying to justify it. She's like, I shouldn't have said that. Or Margaret seems like somebody who says like a snide remark and it gets back and she goes, well, I didn't really, I'm sorry. It wasn't a... Jen seems like the kind of person who's like, I did mean it. Your mother is a whore. No, she really does. <laughs> she slammed a glass on a table and turned it into a shiv. Like, God, I'm so thankful. <laughs> I just have to say, it's like, is you it Thanksgiving? Like- I'm like, I've just been reborn. <laughs> Guys, I really, it was, it was so magical. And I'm just so appreciative for Jersey. I mean, I'm so appreciative yeah. for Jersey. And so appreciative that my hate for Danielle just continues to grow. Because... <laughs> You know, that kind of emotion and dedication. It grows like her cheek filler. <laughs> it really does. She has become, I don't know, a fraggle. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening, but it's not great. Okay. Um, she looks I- like Janice from The Muppets. <laughs> um, listener question. Sheena um, is releasing a single on Valentine's Day. What kind of bop will it be? Bop expert, Ryan Houlihan. Um, will it's- it be a bop or a flop? <laughs> how could it be? How could it not be both? Um, I think it's going to be something along the lines of like, it's not that serious. I'm out with my girl. I'm out with my girl. We're in LA. We're in LA. And everybody's looking at us. Looking at us. And then it'll just break down into On Display by Melissa Gorga. <laughs> She'll start it by saying, hi, I'm Melania. <laughs> Will Sheena's bop be um, Tay-Tay and Stephanie approved? 
I think Tay Tay and Stephanie uh, will be doing a uh, her backup dance work, um, and this time they're gonna roll on the floor for the entire performance. Oh my god, I love it. Um, do you remember we? Do you remember when she me. did her performance of Good as Gold or whatever it was that first single, and everyone went and watched her perform, like lip sync to it and like writhe around, and then Stasi was like, "I have to grudgingly admit it was great," and it was like, "No, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't good." <laughs> and then when Lala performed, and she's like, "Okay, Sheena should maybe not watch this. Yeah. Someone should be. She needs like a supportive animal or whatever to yeah. be with her by her side." Um, okay, so Satchels of Gold this week, the four hundred people whose questions we use on this nine hour episode, which is officially the longest um, Andy scrolls that we have ever done. Um, Shout out to one final question. Rest in peace or really comment. Rest in peace flipping out. It is true. Gage and uh, Jeff Lewis are no more. They broke up. Jenny was at Andy's baby shower. Jeff was not. Um, I think Jeff Lewis has personal relationships most comparable to Bethany Frankel's. And this is just what happens. It's a toxic relationship. And if you read the people.com exclusive, I think written by Dave Quinn, um, you know, Jeff has a variety of reasons why they broke up. All seem to be weighted towards it being Gage's fault. And when Gage comes back to life and understands whatever, blah, 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 he'll be back. And that's not really... A great indicator. No. <laughs> Nobody's ever given that exit interview and then, you know, things worked out. Also, Andy has said repeatedly while they were to get ha- seemingly happily together or whatever happy means to Jeff Lewis, that if Gage was not with Jeff Lewis, Andy would want to be in a relationship <gasps> with Gage. Gage, this is your moment. You want to be a daddy, Gage? G- Gage is a daddy no, to I'm- Monroe. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Um, would be magical. Okay, so do you want to have a daddy (laughs) again? Yes. Um, so satchels of gold. Obviously, this week satchels of gold are all of your satchels of gold. Thanks so much for writing in. Hundred percent. Feel like King Midas. (laughs) Just that magical touch. Um, bad touch. Um, the hundred percent award goes this week goes to two things. Hundred percent award is split. Fifty percent is dedicated to Kyle joking that Lisa Vanderpump need needed to be paid to attend the baby shower and LVP telling TMZ that she didn't need a housewife to have a job. Ramona calling Lisa Vanderpump Vanderbilt. Just all of that in one little nugget of joy. And also fifty percent of the hundred percent award goes to the fact that you brought VR to this recording session listen i six hours ago before we started i was going through my little vr headset right and i'm like <laughs> looking for things to watch and the youtube As one does and the youtube machine knows daddy well <laughs> <laughs> the number one suggestion for me was lisa vanderpump does a 360 degree vr tour of vanderpump dogs for you and i said i clicked on it before i even understood how the machine worked <laughs> And I sat and watched it, and I was like, I have to bring this over. So if you have a VR headset, if you don't, I think there's a way to do it on YouTube where you use your mouse. It's harder to watch, but oh you can, God, like, Oh, my God, that makes I'm already tired. Around. Yeah, it's a that. lot. But if you have a VR headset or can get someone to figure this out for you, you can go into a life-size Vanderpump Dogs sort of tour and look around her in the insane store. And then at the end, Tom and Katie show up for some reason. It makes no sense. Ken is there. Um, at one point, Lisa refers to a box of abandoned dogs that are brown as a box of chocolates eight times in a row. 
Um, they blur out a ton of her personal photos, which are just hanging in the middle of this door. And then they momentarily get unblurred and you realize that there's nothing worth blurring. It's just like pictures of Lisa with people. It's very strange. The whole thing is very strange. Um, she keeps talking about how she has cookies and dogs love cookies. And I was like, are she feeding dogs cookies? Anyway, amazing, amazing work. So magical. You brought it. You showed me. I it was my first time um, using VR virtual reality i know what that stands for i'm a genius how do you think lisa um, looks in real full life blurry and pale <laughs> <laughs> is that five stars um so kudos to you for bringing that and to me for experiencing it and guys if you have a vr headset i don't know is that a thing that people have i, I think like so very i have two my god um <laughs> i work for tech magazine so. <laughs> love it and the other we're gonna cut this 100 percent award into thirds so 33 percent goes to the shade against lvp 33 percent goes to vr and 33 percent goes to heather dubrow one of you um asked me do you want heather back on oc and my answer to that is if it gets her away from her youtube series where we get <laughs> 15 episodes about her closets and coasters in the contract that she has to choose between the house and coming back to the show and And then film that choice and her self-produced series this week i highly encourage you know if you maybe stop watching after stairs which was (laughs) one of the episodes at some point we're gonna be on like electrical outlets a sconce no (laughs) we're running out of things to look at in this house she's done she's talked about fixtures i'm done have a good day no it was really great to be here goodbye everybody (laughs) this week's episode (laughs) ryan Ryan left this week's episode was heather dubrow walking us through her children's bedrooms oh my god oh my god why would you put the saddest it's like if a billionaire wanted to undergo the shining it was the saddest ritz carlton in aspen or whatever that you will ever see. Not an ounce of character. She makes them participate in confessional interviews, I think conducted by her assistant. Why do I know her assistant's voice at this point? Very scary. (laughs) It's so bad and so awful, and they look so bad. I just really encourage everybody to watch this to experience this along with me. Terry Dubrow has... He looks a lot like Daniel Stop now. He does, right? There's a lot of puffiness happening. Yeah. And when the doctor Extra layers. is giving himself his own medicine. It's not great. It's not great. So kudos to Heather Dubrow. I do wish. Uh, but it, you, but if, if she did a 360 degree VR tour of that house. I would be in. I would be in. I would be okay with that staircase, which she alluded to in this episode with, you know, if you remember <laughs> from that episode of staircases, this is the top of the staircase. And then we got a couple minutes of her talking about. I would ask where her kids do work and the fact that there are three computers and a printer. I would genuinely rather own, spend time with Michael Peterson's staircase. The guy who pushed his wife down the staircase. (laughs) True story. Um, Heather designed the chairs next to that computer table with the printer to look close to a piece of art she has down the stairs so that you feel the theme of the house as you sit on the ugliest chairs I've ever seen. She thinks she's an Imagineer. Yes. She thinks she's working for Walt Disney. It is. If you <laughs> Heather's look, Haunted Mansion. If you look at my Instagram, I started recording myself watching it, and then I'm like screaming. I'm laughing so hard because it's just so bad. I really can't. But listen, guys, this week was so good. So good. So many of you wrote in. Thank you so much for participating in the first ever Named by Y'all 
That's my opinion, sponsored by TJ and Stephanie, a supersized <laughs> Satchels of Gold extravaganza. Um, Shout out to Tay-Tay. Shout out to <laughs> Stephanie. Individually. <laughs> for the first time in their lives. Um, guys, happy birthday to Melania. Also, possibly Andy's baby, who probably was born during the recording of this 12-hour um, extra special um, Satchels of Gold extravaganza. Um, Ryan Houlihan, such a pleasure. Um, such a pleasure to always be here such a pleasure to have been on the receiving end of these fans <laughs> powerful insights oh my god everything was so good guys I'm so proud of all of us um, together please Amazon Prime yourself a copy of Ramona Singer's Life on the Ramona Coaster um, in the next couple of weeks I will point to a random page and read you a little graph as we prepare for a book club uh, themed episode of Andy's Girls and guys, tell me your thoughts. Um, Instagram me at Dame Galley. Tweet me at Sarah Galley. Um, Instagram tweet Ryan Houlihan at Ryan Houlihan for everything ever. Support Candy on Celebrity Big Brother. Support Candy on Celebrity Big Brother. Um, and guys, do me a solid. You know, we work on this sassy little show. Um, you know, devote our time to you guys because, you know, we believe in the cause. And the best way to show your love to Andy's Girls, the best and currently only way to show your love, aside from um, telling me that I'm a skinny legend on Instagram, is to um, review Andy's Girls. It takes two minutes of your life, if not 30 seconds, to give a five-star review on iTunes. I've done it. You can do it. Yes. Uh, Ryan Houlihan called me a skinny legend in his iTunes review, and I appreciate that. Guys, please, uh, really means a lot, and that would be a Satchels of Gold to SG herself. I'd love it. Um, So do that and other stuff. Go sports, team, athletics. um, Go mozzarella sticks. (laughs) See you at the halftime event. Yes. Um, Guys, such a pleasure. This was literally a two-hour episode of Andy's Girls. Because of y'all, keep in touch in the next and we'll be back probably tomorrow. Who's to say? Talk to you soon. Bye, guys.